Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Black 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 What is up, everybody? My name is James D. Fury, and this is Blackballed. So I call it soccer. Um, I know it's called football, but it just gets confusing when you live in North America to call it that. So I am admittedly one of those guys that only tunes in to the World Cup. I do not watch soccer Saturdays. I do not watch anything with Vic Router or English sportscasters. It's just the way I am. Um, however... The World Cup, I'm a half Italian, half Dutch. So I think my blood is probably like, fucking soccer's the greatest. But, you know, I, I grew up here. But this time around, when I watched World Cup games, I was watching it for one main reason. I wanted to see my friend who scored probably the craziest gig I can even imagine, just period. When he was tasked to become the official in-stadium host Hype man, whatever you want to call him, he got the crowd going at the World Cup in Qatar. Which, I may add, without the, without the assistance of alcohol. And we'll get to all that as well. Um, because Qatar just decided <laughs> that the Budweiser beer that uh, that was trucked or that was flown in, I guess. Um, you know, they changed their mind. I, I don't even know why. Maybe Nadja can uh, help me out with that. But without further ado, I'd like to... Welcome, my guest tonight, my homie. I love him. You love him. His name is Naja Caliber. Naja, what's up, buddy? What's, what's up, James Z? How you doing, brother, man? Good to be back on your show. Thank you once again. Right now, I'm coming to you live from the beautiful island of Spice. For those who don't know, it is the island of Grenada. If you need, you put it on your uh, put it on your map, put it on your agenda to get to. It's absolutely gorgeous out here. And, is that uh, where your family's from? Yeah, we from Grenada. Yeah, we are from the island of Spice, but of course, you know we represent Canada because I'm born in Canada, right? What the hell am I doing here? Yeah, yeah I was about to say, do you have a Nike contract now? Because yeah, 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 no, no, not not yet, not yet. We don't know. We never know what the That's future right. will hold, fam. You never That's know. Right. So you were, and and you weren't, you were in Qatar or at least the Middle East. You were in Saudi Arabia for two and a half weeks, right? Yeah, correct, correct. So I was in, so I was in, I was in Saudi. Arabia. I'll let you finish. Go ahead. I like to just jump in. Please, please. Actually, you, know, you, you were going to the same place, I think. So go ahead. <laughs> Seriously, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, yeah. So I, I, so listen. I was in, uh, I was in Saudi Arabia for two and a half weeks, um, within an amazing initiative um, for the development of women in sports. Okay. Hello, Jen. Wow. All right. I see a bunch of people in here already for women in sports, and it was something called the Saudi Games. It was absolutely incredible. The first time they televised women um, taking place in sports. 
their women taking place in sports um, because they're encouraging, they're going to start to implement women getting involved in sports from a younger age of four, five, six, whereas um, now they're just getting involved at the age of 17, 18, or 19, which is obviously massive years of growth. So it was very special to see so much women supporting the women. Um, And um, it wasn't just about the women, but that was the main part of it that really was powerful because, as you know, at the same time in Iran, there was a whole other thing going on where these guys are really looking to, um, you know, really open the door, open the floodgates in terms of um, liberties, you know, in terms of wearing their, wearing their, uh, I forget what you call it, I forget what you call it, you know what I'm talking about. The hijab? Yeah, hijab, um, also, you know, driving um, in sports and just equal equal rights. So it was incredible, really. So I was there first and, and that alone was powerful to see women um, you know, getting that opportunity and you can feel the energy of that and then jump it, going home for four days and then jump into the biggest sporting event on the planet. And, yeah. uh, nuts. Like, and Canada like, was there. that's right. And, and that is another like, um, sort of extra special thing. I know they didn't like, you know, uh, uh, exceed like amazing expectations or whatever, but it was the first world cup for Canada. What was it like 36 years or something like that? I guess, or was it ever? First World Cup in 26 years, first goal, first goal ever scored in the World Cup. And as wow. far as I'm concerned, you have to you have to look at it like this, okay? Yeah. So to the average person, you're going to think Canada did not do good. Canada did amazing, all right? I'll tell you this right now. Canada were phenomenal, all right? This is a young group of talent. They've never been to the World Cup before. I um, mean, they're playing against, um, you know, nations that are just stalwarts, pillars, and staples in this. And they were in the group of death, the real group of death. You know why? Because Croatia and Morocco both made it to the semifinals. The other team was ranked 12th or 6th in, in the world with Belgium, right? So they were in the biggest, they were in the toughest group and they played fantastic. They just never, you know, they couldn't, you know, they didn't take advantage of the opportunity against Belgium. They should have won that game. Um, you know, um, if, if it was up to me, I wouldn't have had Alfonso Davies, even though I love him. I wouldn't have had him taking that penalty. I would have had a, a proper striker. I would have had um, David, I would have had someone else take the penalty, a striker take the penalty and we could have won that game. And then a Croatia, I mean, I wouldn't tell Croatia F Croatia before we play Croatia. I mean, that's a hard knock Eastern European country. They found yeah. out Canada said, he said, yeah, we said F Croatia because he just wanted to get the team excited. Say that in the yeah. locker room. Don't say that publicly because these no. guys are like real deal soccer country. So they slapped I, them up. I, I learned that by watching that uh, Michael uh, Jordan uh, documentary, The Last Stand or whatever it is. They, they, yeah, the, like, last the, dance, the Last Dance, yeah. fam. Last Dance, yeah. I, I, which, by the way, if you haven't seen that, I've watched that documentary series three times, I, and I don't repeat documentaries usually, right? Like, yeah. but, but there's no, something no, about, and it just reminds me of the way that you talked about, like, oh, someone said fuck Croatia, Croatia, yeah. and then Croatia just morphs into Michael Jordan, but the soccer team version, right? Like. Yeah. They yeah. went on a run literally after that, bro. They went on a run right through. They beat Brazil. They beat the listen. These guys went on a run after that. They're like, oh, okay. Put some respect yeah. on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like literally. No, exactly. Um, it, but it was entertaining. But okay, let's get let's get to it though. Cause you, I mean, even the empty stadium is like, and Man. look at your face. You know what, brother? You know, I, I, I don't know. Is it me or do you kind of like look a little bit more Middle Eastern in this picture? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? That don't make me laugh, bro. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Possibly I do because I'm having a time of my life. I'm just moving, guys, because it's raining outside in the Grenada. You get tropical rain at okay. any time. You never know what's going on. But, yeah, that, that stadium right there, I actually do. You know what? To be fair, I got my hair cut over there. The way they kind of cut your – do your – your oh, maybe that's, 
I also know, thought, you know, like your bottom eyelashes just look a little bit more pronounced or something. You know, yeah. they have that darkness in their eyes, you know, like that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. Make anyways, you know, as no, you, but you know, like, it's in I, the same realm, it's, it's in the same realm, Naja, as when uh, dogs start looking like their owners, you know, like it, we can't explain why. And I'm not comparing anyone to dogs before anyone gets upset. I'm just saying, like, we can't explain why you uh, people end up morphing into the things that they are surrounded by, which is really what I'm trying to say. But what is it like to live in Saudi Arabia for two and a half weeks? Naja, are you okay? <laughs> Did something happen to Nasha? What am I looking at here? Oh, his internet. He moved. Okay, hopefully he'll he'll come back. I'm going to go over some pictures here until Nasha comes back here because these are just crazy. Okay, so here's him there. Uh, with I guess that's, oh, Shades and Shadesless. Okay, there we go. Uh, there's Nasha with, I guess those are two Argentina fans. Look at that suit. My God, he's got a nice suit. There we go. James, Nadja, you good? I'm good, man. I have to relocate, man. You have to like pause and get that. You know what you're gonna have to do? Nip and tuck that. I don't know what you're gonna have to do about that, but you tilt that now. shit a bit so we can see your head. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Right. I was asking what it was like to because listen, I I think it's great. I was gonna start getting all political on you for a second. And I decided not to because you were talking about the women's rights thing in Saudi Arabia, and the thing that kept going through my mind was like. They're still fucking horrible to women. But, 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 I think wait, it's wait, more... Whoa, 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 time out, time out. What'd you say? They're still what? They're, I mean, the society itself is not great for women, you know? Well, no, like, but that point, of course not. But that's the whole but, point. It's progress over perfection. That's, that's what, right, I mean, that's right. That. So that's, what I was get, that's what I was getting to. I was getting, right. sorry, I shouldn't exactly. have said the inner thought first. I should have just went no, with the exactly. second it's thought, which was this. Because they take the these small that's learning has to learn to adjust to this. The older people, the younger people are understanding it and realize this is where we have to go. It's the older people are like, you know, this is the way it was, what's going on. You know, yeah. so it's that transition that we're in that transition. That's phase, right. You know what I mean? And these are the little these, these are the little breadcrumbs inside incrementalism that people should be able to exploit for the next step and the next step and the next step. Right. So I get right. it. I get it. Right. But but and really it must have been surreal and rewarding to be around women supporting other women in something that they were doing for the first time and the excitement and energy that they would have. No, no, that, that was a genuine thing that was coming from a real, um, you know, real special spot, real special place in their hearts. You could see it, you could feel it. It was, um, it was a very tangible thing that you could just, uh, you know, you could feel in the, in the energy, right. Yeah. With these people, with the women, the way the women came out to support the other women, it was fantastic, man. It was unbelievable. And then, and even the men, I got to say, because I would do this little thing, right? I, and you would see these guys, all these, have a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls. And I in Saudi, I'd be like, who runs the world? Girls. And the girls would be like, oh. who runs the world? And that would be my thing. And it would, they would just go crazy, right? Because I'm oh, trying to great. tell them, women are amazing. So it was a wonderful thing. And it made some people feel a little uncomfortable, but it was a beautiful Good. thing, as an empowerment thing, you know what I mean, yeah. for the women for the, in Saudi. I I think that's great. Um, one of my favorite uh, people, I got to see him once in person, Christopher Hitchens. Uh, he was a former, um, he was a, he, he's passed away. He's a, a, was a journalist, um, a really good journalist, a really amazing writer, like an intellectual. And he says, he's like, show me a country that, um, that uh, mistreats women and I'll show you a country that has a bad economy and that's corrupt. And, and it's true, right? Like, yeah. and, and, and really, if you go down the line, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it no, it is true. Really. So, Oh, now it's just gone again. 
Oh, there he is. Najee, you, you hit your computer or something? Fuck. Granada, get your shit together with your internet. Come on now. Come on now. I'm going to remove him and see what happens with this. Um, okay, let's go back to the pictures because the pictures are dope. He's going to tell me who these people are. If you guys know who these people are in the chat, you let me know because um, these are all soccer players and I have no idea who these soccer players are. That could be Damian Marley for all I know. It might be actually. Uh, and then we got, does anyone know who that is? <laughs> this is so funny. We're dealing with Granada Internet. Naja Caliber is somewhere. Um, he may have been struck by lightning. I'm not sure. He just kind of disappeared out of nowhere. Um, and we are looking at someone who I think soccer people would know who it is. <laughs> and I'm struggling to try to figure this out. He's got a gray beard, you know, blue shirt. And then, and then there's this guy. You know, uh, I don't know. Anyone know? Is that, is that, the, is that the Toronto player? <laughs> Harry David Beckham. No, that's not him. It's not well, maybe. Wait, hold on. Let's go back to that. No. No, that's not Harry David Beckham. Now, just trying to get in. I can I can hear the beeping. Um. Okay, wait. Let's go to this one. Lissandro Martinez. I'm pretty sure that's Lissandro Martinez. Also, it says right underneath his picture, Lissandro Martinez. Well, I'm assuming he's an Argentinian football player, considering he's got a medal and the same uniform that Argentina has. And then we got this. That's Nadja. Oh, you know what I'm going to play? A performance. Actually, Nadja's single, We Are the World, which we're going to have a big talk about um, <laughs> when he gets back, um, was played in a stadium of, of 80,000 people. So until Nadja comes back, I'm going to play that clip. Uh, if you're watching, or sorry, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, Go to YouTube, uh, Blackwell with James DeFiori on YouTube, and um, and check it out. It's totally worth watching the video for this, but here we go. Even though it's it's being played in a stadium of eighty thousand people, and Naja, this is the price that you might have to pay for um for for not having good enough internet and and making me freestyle like what we're going on five minutes now. Um, oh, there he is, there he is. Yeah, Naja, okay. what's going you on, man? Hear me? I'm yeah, so I, sorry. I can hear you and see you now. I can. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. Hold on one what second. What happened? Najee, can you see me? Hold on. I just want to see something here, fam. Okay, we're live, eh, homie? <laughs> we're live. Oh, my gosh. Okay. My gosh. Okay, let's get this party started. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. What happened? You're like, you're talking, and all of a sudden, my it just goodness. went dead. It just went Yo, dead. I was like, what's going on with this computer? I have no idea what's going on. I was like, my God. Now I'm on my cell phone. So it can be. All the times you running pictures of me, which was beautiful. He saw me with Lissandro Martinez, which is, uh, you know, I said he just won the World Cup. That was, was the only name incredible. I knew, and it was because yeah. it was because his, his name is on it. Um, but who's this? 
so this is Lissandro Martinez. So this right here, this is a legend named Dwight York. So Dwight okay. York, he won, he won the Champions League, he won um, the Premier League, and he won the FA Cup. But he basically won an incredible run with one of the, the most successful, the most successful Premier League side in history, um, which was incredible. This is a team that had David Beckham, Roy Keane, um, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson, the Gaffer. But we had Andy Cole up front. But this team won the treble. This is the only um, only English Premier team to win all three. Um, the, the, in the league, FA Cup, and also in Champions League. So this guy, and he's from Trinidad, so it's a huge inspiration for me as an oh, island boy growing up. I fell in love with Man United because of him. So he was a big-time idol. It was amazing to meet him. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't realize there were such a... So there must have been... Okay, let me, let me break this down differently when you grew up you were a big soccer fan i guess right yeah of course i mean i, I grew up playing football i loved it love football loved it loved it loved it a lot i loved hockey not gonna lie i love hockey too but i mean i love soccer you know yeah so, but but that's I grew what up i playing mean soccer. Like, it would be like me going and becoming like, uh, like a baseball in stadium host or something like that like, like you know and me and then meeting some of your idols dude like yeah so that's that's the magic of this thing it's it's, it's just so surreal because you know i love music and i love entertaining and i also grew up playing soccer i went i played ncaa division one soccer i went to cleveland state university man i mean i did this thing for real for real right so wow. imagine i didn't realize the extent of your soccer career i, I really didn't I, if i did i forgot because i used to no, do a lot of I mean, drugs when, when i was, I was around you no, to be yeah. fair, when I was around you, we were doing, you know, we were having a good time. You know how that was. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and um, and um, you know, and, and we were more concentrated on the music. So, I mean, I mean, I love, love, love the game. Grew up playing the game, traveled tournaments, the whole nine, and, and so it's very it special. So much more special, Nash. You know, like yeah. Oh, you have no idea. It's what, absolutely incredible. When you were when you were talking, um, like when you were being interviewed, or were you interviewed, or did you just get the offer? What to get this job? To get the yeah. gig? No, no. So I mean, I just got the gig. I mean, it's this is um a I plan got to kind of grow. I've established. Yeah. I, I I mean, it's it's it's. I, I knew I got the I got the gig basically when I started working for FIFA years ago. I started working for FIFA 2017, and just basically uh, through contracts, you know, I did the Club World Cup, which was fantastic. I did the Women's World Cup in 2019. So I've done numerous gigs for them, and then this being in the Middle East, I've done some stuff in the Middle East. Our infotainment team, in particular was scheduled to grab to get this so i knew about this in the works this was in the works from before uh, we were this close to doing the 2018 world cup but we had just got on board because uh, we do things a bit different giving them a bit more of a north american feel to the halftime and pre-match which was you know you know because you know be, be, between the pre-match and halftime other than this was very very boring and just you know no one really cares about it because the focus is all on the game so we were just mm. giving it some Give it some funk, man. Give it some special flavor. Giving it some umph. So that's why they love what we were doing, right? With the infotainment, as we call it, not entertainment, but infotainment, because we're giving information at the same time. Yeah, man. And you, you know, you've been doing that for years in one form or another, anyways, right? So, um, listen, I, 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 I played your, I played the video clip of of your song being played in the stadium uh, when you were trying to figure out your Grenada internet situation, right? And no, um, nice. Oh, I appreciate that. No, and, <laughs> okay, and, and I'm going to put a link. I'm going to put a link to the uh, to the video as well. Uh, the music video is on YouTube, right? 
I could just link that. But no, I got well. I got the actual. I mean, I I, I shot a music video. Some of it I haven't finished the music video, but you can get on YouTube. You can hear the song. You can go on Spotify. I okay. mean, because YouTube Music has the song "We Are the World, Rep Your Country." So you could do that as well. Um, and it was awesome, man. That was awesome to have the song being played in the stadium, and then I was this close to performing it in the finals. It was going to be absolutely insane. They just said, you know what? We're going to throw this guy in the mix in the. For the World Cup Finals, we want him to perform the song. We, I was like, what is going on right now? And every, all the stars were aligning, and then it just went. Gee, gee, gee. But oh, you know yeah. what? It was a massive, massive sign of things to come. And oh, um, dude, that's reason, the energy. The you could ride that energy. You could ride that shit till the next World Cup. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you knew that you were going to well, be there. It doesn't matter. You know, like I think. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And you know, and there's a whole bunch of other events, right? Because we got the Women's World Cup in July, which is just as it's just getting it's getting bigger and bigger. You know, it's very powerful again. The Women's World Cup is going to be Australia, New Zealand, and just for overall a bunch of footy events. And and more important, not even to do with that, it's just kind of seeing yourself really understanding and seeing yourself and placing yourself in these places and, and be like, I belong here because you you. You have to move with a certain amount of confidence and self-belief, and sometimes you're not sure. And this was really something that was really, um, that really helped me to kind of just cross, jump over that, cross that bridge, you know. Yeah. From that standpoint, right? You know, and it doesn't have, have to the... do anything with that. Nothing to do with football. It could be with just you know overall music or life and everything. So, um, you know, um, I'm just grateful for. I'm super grateful for it. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko, and I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. You know, Naja, you have this like... Um, um, you have a good soul too. So if I have, I, there's so many things I want to tell you because I'm, I'm so fucking proud of you for one thing, but um, the, for another thing, I, I see these two pots and you know me when it comes to like, um, you know, I have visions, man. You know that, man. You know, like, yeah. I, I can oh, see, I love them though. You're I can brilliant. See a few you're steps brilliant. Ahead sometimes. But, but, but right now I see two things. One is that I feel like you're just going to be like the staple world cup in stadium host for like, ever until you decide not to do it anymore it's gonna be like 2056 and your old ass is gonna be out there fucking doing this shit and so that's one thing and then the other thing is like you because of that soul that you have look at that smile i feel like you could start doing a charity right now and you could start like raising money for causes and then getting paid as a keynote speaker for other things and doing all that stuff and i, I feel like like you know because people are going to look at you and be like this guy means it you know, like you don't just yeah. look like some some you know uh, famous person who's also doing charity. You you kind of embody that gratefulness. You know what I mean? Well, no, I mean it's true. I mean I could totally see myself in that. I definitely want to use uh, these platforms as ways to um, to give back. You know, in so many different ways, right? So I mean I, I I mean you're spot on with stuff like that. It's just getting into a position where we can actually use and be a part of. Um, 
a collective that everyone's kind of given back to numerous things, you know what I mean? Um, and from a genuine place, right? Because again, I really am a people person and I, and, I, and I love people. And that's what I love about the gig because I meet people from all different cultures and it's absolutely fantastic, you know? And um, beyond that, you know, in terms of working with kids and empowerment and you know what I've been through with addiction and um, depression and anxiety. So there's a lot of work to be done and information um, to be passed on. I hope, hope to be passed on. So looking forward to it. And I just, I, first of all, I also owe you a thank you for promising me that I could become your traveling biographer. And I appreciate that, man. You know? I love that. I love how you plant that seed, brother. Listen, we got to yeah, talk right. about Yeah, we can do up the seed. I've had so many friends where, like, where I've, uh, they've been in certain positions and I've just kind of thrown that in the ether just to like, like, you know what you could use? You know what? Yeah. If you happen to know any so writers. Nice. Yeah, it sounded right. It sounded, you know, I was like, you know, a I traveling like, biographer is yeah. really what everyone needs, you know, and it will pay yeah. for itself, really. Now, just think of the business opportunities that I can Listen, give you man. just by creating, you know, anyways, whatever. I'm just kidding. You know, and, and I know how you would write it too. That's why I'm just like, oh, he'd be so dope. 100%. For those who don't know, James is an incredibly creative writer and a brilliant mind, man, outside of this stuff here. So um, he spits right, them bars. Right. That's a whole nother thing. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> Easy yeah. there. No, I appreciate yeah. that. But like coming from you, that's a real big compliment because you, you're one of those like, like, am I going to find out that you're just like, um, you know, a professional break dancer too? Like, are you <laughs> like, you know, like you're going to be like Sammy Davis is going to be make a resurrection and become an in-house stadium host, you know, like, no, and, that's and pretty much, you know what? That's where I'm, we're, that's exactly where we're going, brother. I mean, exactly. That's Sammy Davis feel where I'm going to be jumping into a bit of everything. Cause right now, um, like I said, the song is doing really, really good with, um, um, you know, with in, in the sporting world, doing fantastic, excellent rave reviews. Um, I'm just getting more comfortable, getting really ready to release an EP, which is going to be fantastic um, in the end of January. And we're starting to do shows and hone those skills. And that's going to be one source of income. I'm going to be doing, you know, you're going to see me on TV. 100 yeah. percent doing some yeah. hosting something you know and I, so you know you're gonna see me in a number of different avenues and this is all just gonna be a beautiful thing that was meant to be man so i'm, I'm excited a lot happening in 2023 you know okay i i have to ask you a question as if you were just any artist and not my homie okay i have to all right why did you name the track we are the world when there is a super famous song that already exists called we are the world and is that the i reason? love I love the ask. You asked me that question. So the original, original, originally the song was called "World as One." Then um, I got, I went to to refine the beat, and we ended up making a t pretty much totally different beat. And I changed the chorus, so the chorus was really "World as One." Then we had uh, "We Are the World's Raptor Country," and no, this ended up being "We Are the." Then I was going to be "World as One," but I didn't feel like "World as One" because it says "World, World, World as One." So it does say that, and I was like, "Does that?" The, the first part of the course is that we are the world. So I was like, all right, let's just do we are the world. And it is kind of we are the world because you think we are the world from the original joint, right? Uh, but I mean, that's like, but you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, there's a million songs called I Love You or I'm Sick. You know what I mean? Like, so it really doesn't matter what, what about, to me about that. What about, you know, we the world, right? Because we're from nah, Toronto, you know, we the you're North. Looking at, you're Looking world? Come on, let's nah. edit after when it's too late and just totally bug the shit out of you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> looking, I re, I used to be like that, Jamesy, and you're looking way too deep into it. People don't care about the we oh, are the world stop. from I'm just cracking jokes, you motherfucker. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. You know how it goes. Brah, brah, brah. You so, must but be yeah, like, no, I mean, uh, it, you're surrounded by family. It was, right now. it was awesome. Yeah? 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. but yeah, no, it was brilliant, man. The World Cup, though, was incredible, man. For me to be there with Neymar, Messi, and, you know, all these incredible people. I mean, my who did, God. Who did you get to meet? Give me, give me like, a handful of people that you got to meet. That I, name mean, drop. I mean, I want you to name drop as best you can. I mean, no, I mean, like, so I didn't get a chance to really meet people. I got to meet my boy Roy Keane. I got to meet, I didn't get a really chance to meet, um, like, say, you know, like Messi and these guys. I was, I was like five meters from them all the time. But, you know, when you're working, you got to keep it professional. So yeah. unless they engage you, you're not allowed to engage them, right? It's just one of those things because they're there to do a job and you're there to do a job. So my job is not to be fanning out and be like, oh, oh you know, I could, they could be right next to me. If they don't engage me, then I can't engage them. And that's the way it works, right? So, I mean, I was with everybody and everybody five meters away and it was phenomenal if yeah. if someone happened to engage me then that's amazing and that was awesome but other than that you know i just kept i was just watching pitch side did i did a job at pre-match then i watched the first half and i do a job at halftime and then i watched the second half and i'd be pitch side watching the, the most credible athletes on the planet do what they do and it was a yeah. dream a dream yeah. and i yeah, mean I i'm dude, working I with and, I, and i'm working with bro I did about 25 matches, and I'm talking the stadiums of 60,000 to 88. That picture of me where you see empty stadium in the back, that's 88,000 people, you know, yeah. um, that I'd be working with. And, 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 oh, man, it was unbelievable, man. The, the noise, the decibels. I mean, I'm talking bigger than a jumbo jet. Like, just, it's just it, it, you cannot explain the power. And outside North America, North America has no clue about what sports is about. You know what I mean? I think yeah. football and basketball is garbage compared to this, bro, outside of this. You know what I'm saying? They have no clue. They have no clue. They have no clue. And it's okay. The only professional soccer game I ever went to was in Lima. And it was fucking insane. Like, Lima? I was like, wow. Yeah. I was in Peru and I went to, and it was like fucking, I don't know, 30,000 people. And in the middle of like the start of the second half, all of a sudden, the, the most fiery fireworks I've ever seen and with more smoke than like a Snoop Dogg concert. Just fucking, yeah, and I'm like, are we fucking safe here? Like, what's yeah, I know. It's, no, I know. It's no joke, man. If I tell you the fans, we're no joke. Moroccan fans were the best. Argentina yeah. fans, Mexican fans. Oh my gosh. To be fair, I thought England fans were going to be a make crazy. They were very docile. I was like, I didn't, I didn't drunk. know. That, I think that was it. You know, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. They didn't have that liquid courage, probably. They you know weren't what I'm even saying? being hooligans and fighting each no. other. They were just like respectfully engaging in conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, they were. You know what? To be fair, I mean, they had no problems like that. You know, um, with the no alcohol there. So, I mean, you know me, I don't drink anyways. But I mean, from it, it was it was very manageable from that standpoint. It was really cool to see everybody just getting along and. I mean, they're actually looking at it as a thing and not right now because it's one of those things that to me and me, like me and you know, you know, you, you drink a lot, you know, you know, you could, you could, you turn into a whole nother person. You smoke a lot, you know, talking about weed, trees, whatever, you know, it's, it's a different thing. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I don't know about yeah. people got to enjoy themselves, live and let live. I mean, you, at the you, end of the day, are, are you smoking weed these days? No, no, no. I don't do no. anything. You know, I don't any yeah. any mind altering thing. I do not engage with because I don't need any of that right now. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I, things are going too good. Things are going too good for me. As a matter of oh, fact, man. on the 23rd, I'm gonna be one month no cigarettes because that was the only thing I was smoking was cigarettes. You were and I got cigarettes? so sick. I used to. I used mm. to smoke a lot of things up until now because I mean, you transfer from drinking, right? And um, you know, it's the same thing. You just kind of transfer that to something else. 
and I started smoking a lot, and I'm just grateful. I got so sick at the beginning of this World Cup. It was unbelievable. Like I had some kind of variant. We tested for COVID. It wasn't that. First two weeks of the, 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 the group stage matches, I was so sick and just barely getting through this match. It wasn't really present until the round of 16 because I just had to do the job, but I was so sick. I mean, fever, the whole nine, got antibiotics yeah. eventually. And then, um, you know, but everybody got sick. You know, even that journalist, poor journalist that died. You heard about the oh, journalist really? that died? There's no, a journalist I that won't... died there on the spot, bro. It was horrible. Oh, but he had no. a pre-existing condition, but he had gotten the same thing that I'd gotten. And a lot of people had gotten it. It was a horrible variant, a horrible some kind of flu thing. It was no like something that you need antibiotics for, like no joke yeah. thing, you know. Oh, that's so. Um, yeah, I I read somewhere that uh, that a lot of the celebrities that were there didn't go to any after parties because they couldn't drink, and so they just flew immediately away. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. I mean, who knows? I mean, I know that there's certain areas where they probably could get 100, percent but I mean, I know that it would. I mean, you have at the end of the day, you have the fan fan festivals and stuff like that, where you can get your Budweiser. It wasn't like you can get a whole bunch. Or if you're at your hotels, a lot of people are just staying at their hotels, making sure they're getting the drinks there, and then they go from there. Because their oh, hotels so banned across alcohol. the whole country. No, 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 no. So you can get oh, it in your okay. hotels, any of the hotels. You can get your alcohol. Boom, boom, boom. They were just, the only problem is that you're loading up. You know, these guys are low because you know those you know pre-drink, pre-drink, pre-drink. You're talking about the real definition of pre-drink because there's nothing to drink when you get yeah. to the stage. Right, so you know they're really getting it in before they reach. You know what I'm saying? What a perfect uh, place for you to work. Well, Seriously. man. Well, don't. No, well, for me, it don't really matter. Like I said, it doesn't matter where I am. I could be a bunch of, around a bunch of alcohol. Again, it doesn't matter. Right? It's it's not a, it's not a thing for me anymore. Right? Yeah. When you get to where yeah. I'm at, it's you know it doesn't matter. You could everyone could be drinking around me. It don't matter. You know, I'm uh, I, I am where I am right now, which is beautiful. I you love know? that, dude. Um, so. Okay, so what's going on with music now? What what, what are you doing? Uh, oh, you know what? Before we go flip to music, because I, I know the single and everything, I want to know how the food was like everywhere you were, because <laughs> that's all I care yeah, about when man. people travel is food. It really is. Okay, so, I mean, you're getting, like, the best Middle Eastern food you can imagine because you're coming to the real McCoy, number one, yeah. right? So yeah. that was amazing. But, I mean, for us, we were working so much. I mean, we're working, and then the time difference, because they want to make sure the matches uh, are televised at a, an appropriate time, you know, uh, for the rest of the world. So a lot of the times, my matches that I was doing, I was doing some of the key, that, you know, I was doing some of the high marquee, you know, key marquee, some of the more favorable matches. So they were the later ones. So I was doing mine at 10 p.m. I'd have to be at the stadium seven hours before. 10 p.m., we finish a match around 12.30. Um, then you got to get on the, your shuttle bus back to our hotels. Then you order food. I mean, I wasn't going to bed till three, so four or five in the morning every night. So, I mean, at that point, I was really just getting Taliban, which is a, their form, their version of um, Uber Eats. So it oh, wasn't yeah. really, you know, because yeah, they got their own version, right? So I wasn't really getting on days off. I had a couple days off, but not too many because it was so hectic, right? We got 32 teams. You know, group stage ma- group stage was nuts. You know, everyone's playing. It just games, my game, 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 game. So I didn't have too much time off, to be honest. But the food, when I did get a chance to do it, it was excellent. It was, it was really, yeah. really good, 100%. What about you Saudi don't? Arabia? I just, I, I'm, listen, when I go to Toronto now, because I don't I don't drink, and yeah. um, and I try my best not to do anything else, right? Like, you know, because yeah. like, it's just, but it's Toronto. <laughs> so I've only been there twice in three years. So <laughs> there's reasons right. why, right? That's crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, I noticed yeah. that, like, I go there and... I, my brain immediately starts like, I need to like figure out how many different non-white foods I can eat in the next three days. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's beautiful. 
No, right? that's that's beautiful. I mean, that's the beauty of, of you know, experiencing um, cultures, experiencing life. I mean, um, Saudi was, um, I mean, same thing. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I mean, I tried camel for the first time in Saudi. Not this time, the, the time before. And um, you've never, you've it, never dated a woman over fifty? I'm just kidding. I'm just. Yeah, well, I'll kill this guy. Oh, you are so bad. But I'm. <laughs> I don't even know what it means to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, you are bad. You are bad. All right. So listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, um, like you know, like here, like some. Have you ever had moose by any chance? Of course, I have moose in my freezer right now. Oh, of course. You're I live in, north dude, I live in like you probably go I live hunting. In like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. live in the forest. Uh, if you guys have bison and all the you're having bison and all them thing there, bro. Eh? It's not even a joke out there right now. Okay, so I mean, at the end of the day, I tried it. You know, that wasn't for me. I ain't gonna lie. Camel ain't for me, fam. But you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the rest of the food, like the Middle Eastern stuff, is really cool. I mean, I just had too much of it. At the end of the day, I, I was Middle Eastern now from that standpoint. I was like, oh my god, just get me McDonald's, get me like Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? And you, they, to be fair, they have it when you want it. It's just not. It doesn't taste the same. It's like when you go what to does McDonald's. It taste like? Is it more gamey or something? What camel? No, no, McDonald's and shit. Like, what, like does it everything? T- yeah, everything. But yeah, it's just it's just different, man. I don't know. It's like yeah, it's different. <laughs> it's 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 a good try. It's a good try. You know, I mean, it is what it is, fam. You know, but you know, uh, but they got like Tim Hortons out there, and they got like so you know because these things oh, they're getting fuck. more Western. They're getting more Western, right? No, you I can't escape Hortons. Oh, yeah, Timmy's is everywhere, man. You hate Listen, Timmy's. I know- are you a yeah. Starbucks guy? You're not a Starbucks guy, though. I don't. I live in a forest. <laughs> so you don't do coffee. Okay. So you, are you a of coffee guy? I do coffee. I grind beans. At, like, look at oh, my right. coffee machine. Do you not see that okay. shit? Okay. Oh, you, you ain't know? playing right now. But, so that's what I'm saying. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a Vitamix guy. You know what I mean? Thing, we grind our beans. I have my French press and we do it up. But that's what I do. End of the yeah. day. I do, nice, that. I do right. that every day. I do the French press thing. I, I like, Yeah, I, you the know. French yeah. Okay. And I, and yeah, I yeah, put yeah. way too much coffee. Like I, I make the world's strongest coffee. If you ever see me on a pot, oh look. So this is my coffee mug from just a little while ago. So it's you can see it's like you know it's yeah, creamy yeah. or whatever. But look at the bottom. Yeah. That's how strong my coffee. Oh yeah, there is. you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Sorry. Yeah, man. So. I mean, no, it was it was good. I mean, it's amazing to travel these places. Like, I mean, I'm go to Tokyo or go to Asia, you know, any of these places, and um, and try all these amazing foods and these cultures. So, I mean, not all of it you're gonna like, but it, you know, you, you really get a sense of the people and the love that they have, because um, everything, you know, the love they you, you they express over food when you're having you food with what? these people. You know what, Naja? You could use a food writer to travel with you when you go to these places. I'm just. <laughs> Just then, you know, just you know, I mean, on top of the biography writer, you know what I mean? I mean yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? Just One gig is enough. I, I'll be so busy doing your biography stuff for those. Yeah, you're right. Lord knows you will be, man. If you get that gig, man, you're gonna be a lucky guy, man. That's gonna be amazing because that's a story in a half. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so true. Listen, Naj, I'll let you go because you can. Uh, so you can be back with your family. Is Trotch with you? Yes, she no, but she is, but she's with her beautiful daughter. I think she just put oh. her down, or she's just doing something right now, and that's been so amazing. That's one thing; it took too long, like too long. You know what I mean? Like the traveling oh. without seeing my daughter and my fiance. But when I saw her, I was like, "Oh my god!" I like my, my. They're making jokes. They're calling me the stalker because yo, normally I don't call. All, you know, I'm just doing my thing. But I'm calling anytime I'm not working. I'm calling. I want to see what's going on, and oh. you know, it's a beautiful thing, man. Family's a beautiful thing, and yeah. I just love oh. it so. 
Your daughter's yeah. face. I, I wish I would have seen her face like when, when she saw you for the oh, first time. Oh, my God. She just would not let go of me. She's like, Daddy, Daddy, yeah. Daddy. I was like, oh, my God. Like, yo, like, great, melt, my, melt my heart. You know. You know all about it, man. Exactly. Oh, of course I do. Yeah, I'm the world's most awesome. beautiful daughter. It's 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 impossible yeah. not to know. Like, you know. No man, one hundred man. So, but yeah, no, a lot of things going on. But I just want you to know. Uh, first of all, I appreciate you giving me number one my first podcast when I first was just getting back into this. I was like, I don't know. So I was grateful because you warm you warmed me up before I got involved with some other. Been done some great stuff um, around, and just, I'm just grateful for your support, regardless your unconditional support and friendship. So number one, thank you for that. And I just want to let you know that, yeah, they're going to have an incredible EP coming out. And I got a lot of music coming out. And then I got some other projects, podcasts-esque, more football-oriented stuff yeah. that's coming out as well. And you know what? Like I said, some um, stuff to empower, for empowerment for the kids. Um, we're looking to get into this year, too. So uh, we're very I'm excited so, about it. I'm so looking forward to seeing the Nazi Caliber 2023. And you can thank you for saying all that. I appreciate that. But you make it easy. You're so talented and you're so, um, you know, you're, you're, you're like a, you know, salt of the earth. Good. And I like that about you. So, um, and I always have, and, uh, yeah, so you can come back anytime, brother, anytime you want. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate you, man. I'll tell you right now, I'm just seeing the way, um, even the way, you know, you're handling yourself and set up, set up right now. And that's the whole thing, man. It's all progress over perfection. Just even how this podcast is being run and how you're just been warming up your chops and dealing with it because of consistency. So I'm super proud of you and Blackball and what you're doing. And it's an example to everybody. If you want to do something, you just got to get out and do it and, um, and let it, you know, build it. They will come. And um, yeah. so beautiful what nice, you're man. doing. So and I then try not to do that. mountains of cocaine and, and try yeah. not to drink hey, gallons of wine. Right. Lord knows. Lord knows. Try. Lord knows. <laughs> and, if you, if you really need, and if you really listen, if you really need yeah. to anybody out there, you really need help to stop that. Call me. We can talk. All right. Yeah. Don't or call James, me. All right. I got, no, no, don't call, call me. No, no. If I offer unsolicited advice, take it. But otherwise, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Except for you, Naja. I'm always there yeah, for you. Man. Salut. But All listen, right. you had a picture of Roy Keane up there. He's a legend. With me and Roy Keane. Just I want everyone to know this guy got a chance to meet an incredible pundit from Sky Sports. No, that's Dwight York. Uh that's a guy right there, Roy Keane. Legend. All right. The one he's the captain's captain, arguably the best, greatest captain a Premier League's ever seen. And um he's played from uh, Man United, but he's a pundit on uh Sky Sports and BBC, but a massive uh, massive figure, and it was uh, absolute honor to meet this guy and he actually managed he coached my cousin jamie peters and um he's the only reason once i mentioned jamie peters he's the only reason why they really talked to me you ever seen that show um la russo what's that what's that football show what's that um hbo soccer show with a soccer coach the football coach i don't know ah <laughs> i have no idea Russo, um, ted ted, ted oh god anyways whatever don't worry about Russo. is it called la russo uh, no man. Anyways, is it when Daniel, no, okay, no, no, um, okay. We'll leave that. We'll leave that alone because you know that's a whole okay. other thing. Someone, I, I actually, do you know who Matt Letizia is? He sounds familiar. Yeah, he was a. Uh, where did he play for? Uh, Matt Letizia uh, sounds he, he familiar. He won eight cap. He won eight. He was eight times captain for the England England's national team. What? Uh, yeah, no. yeah. He played for Eastleigh. I don't know. Man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he's uh, a totally no. anti-vaxxer, and I had him on the show, and it was really weird. Oh, nice. He, like, nice. Yeah, he, believe, he believes like that the world is being controlled by Klaus Schwab, like one of those things, and I'm just like, I don't... 
you know, I think you need to relax and just concentrate on football uh, punditry because that's, that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy, man. When, when, when you open up that can of worms with people, man, that's one thing I travel, right? It's it's amazing what you see in terms of views, opinions. It's amazing. So, um, I mean, that's guess what makes the world uh, the world it is, you know? And, yeah. Uh, what are you Josh gonna do, White man? is saying Ted Yasso. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. So they have a they have a they have a guy on there that they've basically made the character after Roy Keane because he's such a dickhead, such a powerful, passionate dude. It's after this guy Roy Keane in real life. Thank you, Ted Lasso or Ted. He's right. So anyway, it's either Lasso or Iasso. I can't tell. Lasso. I think it's Ted Lasso, but he knows what I'm talking about. Thank you to the homie. What's his name? His name is Josh White. Yeah, Josh, yo, you're right. That, yes, you know what I'm talking about, bro. Yes, yes, yes. So anyways, right, but anyways, that guy Roy Keane is a brilliant. If you, you Google this guy, he's no joke. And um, But it, it's got, I just got a chance to see a whole bunch of people, and it was a dream come true to be a part of this whole thing. And, uh, yeah, just super grateful, brother. So Well, we're proud of you. Everyone that we both know as mutual friends, totally proud of you. I talk about you a lot with them. Please say uh, say hi to Chach. Give her give her a big hug for me. And uh, and go Canada. Go. And Naja Caliber, thank you again, man. I appreciate you coming to Black Belt. I will. I'll tell Chach you said what's up. And definitely thank you for having me on your show. God bless you. And light and love to everybody listening. Thank you. All right. Good night, Naja. All right. Good night. From Grenada. Oh. Of course. So for, he has to add that stupid shout out thing in at the end and I cut him off. From Grenada, from Grenada, the spice capital, I think he said. Um, I love Naja. Uh, I don't know how anyone cannot love Naja after watching him talk for um, 40 minutes. And uh, yeah, uh, we have a double header tonight. And uh, we, <laughs> this is one of the funniest, not funny, I guess, because people were hurt. Uh, no one died, I don't think, but uh, no one died. But the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church, a.k.a. the Plymouth Brethren Crazy Cult, owns a lot of businesses through a network of businesses called UBT International. And one of those businesses is a place called Riviera Farms in Australia. And they had already been in trouble once for some contaminated um, shit that they were growing. I don't remember what it is. I'll have all this information when uh, when we go on air at 9. And... They ended up selling spinach that poisoned like 200 Australians. <laughs> I'm laughing again. I don't know why I'm laughing. Um, I guess I'm laughing maybe because I find it uh, absurd that they can even exist. We were doing a thought experiment. I was on the phone with uh, Richard Marsh, and we were doing a thought experiment about if you took everything that the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church does to its followers or imposes onto its followers and you sort of transplanted that from the cult world and into the labor world it they wouldn't exist <clears throat> and it's um and they are protected by the uh the freedom of religion and the way those laws are interpreted the spirit of the law even seems to be like whatever they want to do as long as they hide behind religion they're fine so they can oppress women they can uh, prescribe gay people the same medication that chemically castrates pedophiles, right? Imagine a company was caught uh, and they found out an employee was gay. They're like, listen, either you take these drugs that chemically castrate you or you're fucking out of a job. Like they would be shut down like, or, or the labor or they get sued like left, right and center and they would have to adjust. 
And so, uh, uh, you know, we're trying to find different um, creative ways to sort of explain to governments, provincial governments in Canada, governments in the United States, governments, sorry, I'm not well, the United States to a, to a smaller degree, definitely the UK is probably the biggest one, Australia, New Zealand, to sort of convince governments to fear the optics of being associated with a cult. And uh, so we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to give a little bit of an update on the uh, the half billion dollar grift the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church is embarking on uh, to try to raise money from a flock that already basically once a month has a party to celebrate the fact that they're partying with more money. And so, you know, thousands of people around the globe constantly finding a way to put money inside the trough so Bruce Hales and his little piglets his sons uh, can can eat at that trough. So we're going to have Cheryl Hope and Richard Marsh back again tonight to talk about that. So until then, we will see you at 9 p.m. on Black Pope. Thanks, everybody. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.